game is done. David, you are my favorite Dodger insider. Time for Dodger Talk. If you ready for the brand new thing, let me hear you. We break down all the action and give you your chance to react. David Vazay is going to join us. LA's favorite son. 866-987-2570. We are rolling, boys, rolling. It's time for Dodgers baseball. All right. Dodger Nation. Dodger Talk is brought to you by Chef Marito. Seasoning partner of the Dodgers. By Navian Tankless Water Heaters. For endless hot water, visit tanklessmadesimple.com. And by Chevrolet. Buy new roads. And now your host for Dodger Talk. David Vesey. The Dodgers' magic number is 18 after a 10-6 win in extra innings for the Dodgers tonight. Welcome to Dodger Talk. David Vassay with you until 9.30 tonight right here on Dodgers Radio, AM 570 LA Sports. And I really do believe it's time to be sold on the Dodgers. Everybody keeps asking, can you... Enjoy what's happening, even though you know October is around the corner and this team is going to be judged by what they do in October. And the answer is very easy. Of course we can enjoy this. It's one of the historic seasons the Dodgers have ever had, not only in Los Angeles, but in franchise history. They're 50 games above 500. they They've won, what, now 42 games in their last 50 Only six teams have done that since 1960, the expansion era. Two of those teams happen to be Dodger ball clubs in 2013 and 2017. So it's time to enjoy this team. It's for real. Did it take the Dodgers to get to 50 games above 500 to realize that they are for real? They're 19 and four in the month of August. We are talking about teens when it comes to magic numbers. And we're still in August. We're still a couple of weeks away from the end of August. The Dodgers' magic number is at 18. You don't start talking about numbers like that until September usually. We're talking about that now after the Dodgers win their 87th game of the season. This is one of the most talented teams the Dodgers have ever assembled, starting with the big three of Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, and Trey Turner. And again... One of those big three comes through in a big way, and tonight it was Mookie Betts, and I can't say it enough. It's one thing to hit two home runs when the game is in hand on your side or the game is out of hand on the other side. It's another thing to hit two home runs, the first one in the seventh inning with your team trailing, and you put them ahead. That's what Mookie did. In the ninth inning with the Dodgers trailing a run, down to their final outs of the game. Mookie ties the game with a solo home run. And then, for good measure, he doubles in the go-ahead run in the 10th inning. That's a lot different than hitting two home runs in garbage time. So it's time for everybody to start enjoying what we have right now. Because let's be realistic. Trey Turner is a free agent. There's a very good chance the big three is a one-year thing with Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, and Trey Turner. This is the time to enjoy. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. And quite honestly, from what I've seen, I really do believe this lineup is playoff ready. This lineup is good enough to score runs in the postseason. 
Are they going to score double digits in three straight games? I don't see that happening. But I do see them being able to score runs late in games. And that's what the Dodgers have had a knack to do all season long. Yeah, they may not score in the first five innings, but they get the starting pitcher's pitch count up, and all of a sudden, they get to the opposing team's bullpen. And I hate to say this, if you're a relief pitcher, you're not as good as a starting pitcher. That's baseball 101. Of course, there's some ultimate relievers out there, but for the most part, when you get to opposing teams' bullpens in the sixth, seventh innings in particular, you're usually going to face somebody lesser than the starting pitcher. And Eric Karros brought this up to me last night. And he was so right. In the postseason, these games are decided not usually in the ninth inning, but these games are usually decided somewhere between the fourth and seventh innings of games. And I firmly believe this offense is good enough to do damage between the fourth and seventh innings. And if they do have to come up with some heroics and turn the lineup over, when you have Joey Gallo and Cody Bellinger hitting 8-9 against righties, and you have Trace Thompson hitting ninth in your lineup, there's a good chance they're going to get it back to the big three of Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, and Freddie Freeman. And speaking of Freddie Freeman, I know we're celebrating Mookie Betts, but Mookie Betts was not the only one of the big three to contribute tonight. Freddie Freeman and Trey Turner each had two hits tonight, so Freddie stays one hit ahead of Trey Turner for the lead of the most hits in Major League Baseball. Not to mention one of Freddie's hits was a double. It was his 42nd double of the season. He's on pace to finish with 54, which would be a Dodger franchise record. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Let's go out to Inglewood. Chris, you're on Dodger Talk with David Vasse. Hi, Chris. Hi, Dave. It's always good to be on. Uh, Two things I wanted to bring up. Uh, One, I wanted to acknowledge from last time I called. uh, I was going a little hard on Urias, and I was trying to Rip him up on radio, and you, you defended him. You stuck with your boy, and uh, you've been right. I got to admit, <laughs> you've been right uh, since it's been like two months that I made that phone call, and Odias has had a really good season, so my bad. <laughs> All good, Chris. All good. <laughs> uh, second point, man. I mean, everything you said, you were just throwing diamonds and gems out there right now. Thank you. I agree with you so much. When, when I think of this Dodger team right now, I think about the 2017 that, you know, it was like our farm systems and our young guys and a few picks we got that became our good guys, but we didn't have superstars. Then we went to an era where we were giving some of those guys away to get superstars, and it was gelling. And now, right now, it feels like everything has come together perfectly with this hitting lineup, and it's just really fun to watch. It really is. Enjoy the ride, Chris. Thanks for the phone call, 866-987-2570. And look, the Dodgers have given us – So much to talk about and enjoy at Dodger Stadium all season long with this type of season. I know earlier they were still trying to find their way. Multiple players and coaches have told me on that road trip to Cincinnati, Atlanta, and Denver, that's where their season really went into high gear. Because if you remember, we were talking about the Dodgers not really doing the things necessary to score with runners in scoring position. They were not doing what they should and what they were capable of and what we have seen since. 
players have told me there was a hitters meeting the first day in Cincinnati where there was a lot of things said, including having more unselfish at-bats and making the right baseball play, meaning if there's a runner at second less than two outs, don't swing for the fences. Try to get that runner over at the very least. And we have seen that. We have seen guys not swinging for the fences. And don't mistake in it. Ever since Justin Turner got back in the lineup and got back on track, ever since Will Smith has started to hit on all cylinders, and now in the month of August, Max Muncy looking like Max Muncy, that's the reason why this has all come together. A perfect storm of things have occurred and hopefully can continue through October. 866-987-2570. Dodgers beat the Marlins in 10 innings tonight, 10-6. Let's go out to Torrance. Troy, you're on Dodger Talk with David Vassay. Hi, Troy. Hey, uh, question for you about postseason and the starting lineup. You know, they've got six guys. It's incredible. I, I mean, this might be the best six-man rotation maybe ever. You're not even including Bueller, who's out. But is there a chance that they can go five in the seven-game series? Um, possibly. The way I look at it, Troy, and number one, first and foremost, Julio Urias is my game one starter. Then I think Dustin May is in the mix, Clayton Kershaw, Tony Gonsolin. Those are my four. And then you have Tyler Anderson ready to go, maybe to piggyback one of those two guys, maybe to piggyback a Dustin May start. And then you have Andrew Heaney at the very back end of your bullpen to use if there's a blowout game or an extra innings game and you don't want to use your high leverage relievers. So that's the way I see those five guys being used in October. It's amazing that Anderson and, well, especially Anderson, could possibly be the odd man out, and he was an all-star. Right, but remember at the beginning of the season, he piggybacked two Gonsolin starts. That's how his season started, and he was very good at doing that. He did not give up a run in that role. So the Dodgers know that he could adapt going to the bullpen. Oh, that's great. All right, Troy, thanks a lot for the phone call. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Getting home safe is a priority both on and off the field. Use a designated driver if you're going to be drinking. It's the winning strategy brought to you by Golden Road Brewing. The Dodgers now with 87 wins. Their magic number is at 18. It's not going to go any lower tonight because the Padres are on their way to a win. So the Padres uh, will uh, stave off. Uh, I guess a day of the Dodgers decreasing their magic number thanks to another San Diego loss. But the Padres beat up on the Royals in Kansas City tonight, 13-5. to So the Dodgers, when they show up at Marlins Park tomorrow afternoon, will have a magic number of 18 to reclaim the NL West. Remember, last year, despite having 106 wins, it was the Giants that broke up the Dodgers' string of NL West championships. By the way, speaking of the Dodgers' string of NL West championships, yesterday was the 10-year anniversary of Nick Punto and Adrian Gonzalez's first game in a Dodger uniform. And Adrian Gonzalez, in his first at-bat against these Marlins, hit a big home run. And the reason why I bring that up and why it's significant is because that was the beginning signaling to you that this ownership group led by Mark Walter and Todd Bowley and Magic Johnson, they were here to win and they were here to make big splashes. 
The Dodgers came up this short to get to the postseason in 2012, but 2013 began that string of eight consecutive NLS championships, and yesterday was the 10-year anniversary of Adrian Gonzalez's first Dodger game. And, of course, my guy Nick Punto, that's when the stars started to show up. Danny DeVito started to show up to see Nick Punto play. Let's go out to Utah. Taylor, you're on Dodger Talk with David Vassay. Hi, Taylor. Hey, Dave. How you doing, man? The Dodgers are making my job easy, Taylor. Hey, I, I got to agree with you there. Uh, what an awesome win tonight. Mookie's just putting us on his back and taking us to the promised land. I'll tell you what, this is awesome to watch, Dave. You got an awesome job, my friend. Hey, could you imagine me doing Marlins talk right now? I mean, that's that's how bad it would be, but that's how easy the Dodgers are making it for me. Ah, uh, the poor Marlins. I heard on the radio here in the game. Do you game even that think there there's about... a Marlins talk, Taylor? Do you think there is a Marlins talk? <laughs> I don't think so, man. I mean, they said there was <laughs> 9,000 fans in attendance, and probably yeah. half of those are Dodgers fans. I would say the majority, 80% of 9,365 tonight, were Dodger fans. Ah, uh, that's crazy. Hey, my question for you today uh, <laughs> uh, would be, who would you rather face in the postseason? Would you rather face the Mets or the Braves in that second round? My well, let me ask be, you that question, Taylor. Who would you rather face? You know what? I, I almost would rather have the Braves win the East, and that means the Mets are duking it out with somebody in the wild card, and they can burn Scherzer and DeGrom, and then maybe we can catch them uh, with those two starters already throwing. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I'll say this, Taylor. Either way, the Dodgers are set up for a success because of the lockout. The playoffs also are a condensed schedule, so there's only one travel day in each series. And in the first round, there is a travel day between games two and games three. There is no day off between game four and game five. So whatever team wins the wild card series is going to have to travel back to Dodger Stadium and face a rested Dodger ball club that would not have played a game in five days. So whoever is the wild card winner, they're in a tough spot like the Dodgers were last year, having to go up to San Francisco and then fly to Atlanta to start the NLCS. So the Braves, the Mets, the Cardinals, the Phillies, Whoever faces the Dodgers are are behind the eight ball because of the schedule. I would definitely agree with you there, Dave. One other question. Do you worry about Freddie Freeman playing against the Braves in the postseason at all? No. I'm happy he had some closure. And after they left Atlanta, basically had a mea culpa with his teammates and said publicly uh, he's turned the page officially. He officially had close, closure with the Braves. And if anything, Taylor, I would love to see Freddie Freeman play the Braves. He would be motivated to do some damage. Oh, I hope you're right, Dave. Thanks for everything you do, man. I appreciate you taking my call. All right, Taylor. Thank you. And on the flip side, I know for a fact Kenley Jansen would be motivated to get some uh, 
not retribution, but certainly show the Dodgers they made a mistake to allow him to walk. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Dodgers beat the Marlins in game one of this four-game series, 10-6 to six in 10 innings. Mookie Betts with the big night, four hits, four RBIs, a double, three runs scored, including two home runs. Let's go back to Miami to hear from Miami Mookie. Dave said you bailed him out today. Does it feel like that? Um, I don't know. You know, I, I didn't pay attention. I don't. I just want to win. You know, um, it doesn't matter where we are in the standings or anything. You know, each and every day I show up, or I want to win. Um, so I just do everything I can to help the team. So overall, it just feels like you've been a lot more aggressive, a lot more free this year. Is that sort of how you felt physically and sort of approached last? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I've been very, very passive. In, in the years before, and uh, I think really having Trey and Freddie here um, has definitely changed my uh, perspective on hitting. And um, so, you know, I can take some credit, but I really would give credit to uh, to Trey and Freddie because those are kind of my, uh, and obviously the hitting coaches, um, but those are kind of like my backbones and uh, who I talk to. What has it changed? Like, what, what what has been the biggest message from them or the? I mean, just be ready to hit, man. Um, you know, it's not like pitchers are going deep in games much anymore anyway. So. You know, just be ready to hit, and it's already hard enough. Um, and so, you know, just watching them, and, you know, I think I kind of started off this year passive. You know, I just watched them, and, you know, they uh, they basically showed me the way. Does having them behind you in the lineup, too, kind of make that easier? Um, no, no, no. I think uh, having them behind me makes it a little harder um, because they're aggressive, you know, and so they, there could be some really short innings. Um, but also the, the guy can throw four or five pitches, and they'd be 2 nothing as well, so... Um, I think once I was kind of over that hump uh, as far as worrying about the pitch count, um, uh, don't worry about it much anymore. Mookie Betts, so humble, even after a big night in Miami, taking his talents near South Beach tonight to help the Dodgers come from behind for the 36th time this season with a 10-6 win in 10 innings against the Marlins. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Let's go out to the 405, Farid. You're on Dodger Talk. How's the 405 looking right now? It's traveling well, man. No traffic, Sweet. no backups. I'm feeling good. How's your Love rehab it. coming along, David? It's going great. Dr. Shin at the Curlin Job Center did great work. I got range of motion. I could touch fingers. I'm feeling great, Fareed. Thank you. That's good. Wishing you a great rehab. Smooth and easy. Thank you. I appreciate David. that. You bet, man. A couple of things I had. I, you mentioned that this could be the only year that we have bookie Trey and Freddie, and I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> I'm like, a little bit of, dude, don't put that out there. You know, I'm it's a real possibility, Farid. It's a real possibility, so you better enjoy it. I'm enjoying it every day to the max. I hope that it's something that we have for years to come. Uh, but I had a couple questions. Uh, there's a status on Lux. Hey, Farid, before you do that, can I ask you a question since you love the big three so much? Trey Turner is 29 years old. How many years would you be willing to give Trey Turner to keep him? Well, the thing is, if we look at contract structures in the last few years, like let's look at that Bryce Harper offer the Dodgers made to him. They were willing to make Let's not look at that, Fareed. Fareed, let's look at what players get. A player of his caliber at 29 years old usually gets seven years around 35 to $40 million. Are you willing to do that? You're the GM. Are you willing to do that? I can give um, 200 for four. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, uh, let's. I'm not sure he'd take a shorter term contract, but let's hope he does. 
yeah, I'll give them 200 for four, and that's that. And, and then you see how the chips fall. Okay. Now, what's your no, question about Gavin Lux? Yeah, uh, if you know how the neck is doing, there's an update on that. Um, yeah, I guess uh, Dave Roberts said that he's swinging a bat, and there's a good chance he uh, he might be in the lineup in one of the next two days. But sometimes Dave is not the best medical update person. He killed off Danny Duffy last week, and Danny's on his way to a minor league rehab assignment. Okay, well, we do call him Doc, but not for being a physician. So. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, yeah, Lux is okay. Again, the Dodgers have such a big lead, 20-game lead for Reed. They can do these type of things and make sure that Lux is as close to 100% with his neck uh, because of the talent they have and the lead they have in the division. Absolutely. Now, my other question for you is, what is Gallo, how many more years does he have? He's a free uh, agent at the end of the year. Free agent. I see. Okay. Well, okay, for enjoy this season while it keeps going. I appreciate it, David. Be well. Thank you. Drive safe on that 405. 866-987-2570. Let's go out to Redondo Beach. Jody, you're on Dodger Talk. Hi, Jody. Hey, good evening, David. Good to have you back on the air. Uh, I'm happy to be me. back. I'm really excited. Happy to be back. And uh, I remember that Punto presser like it was yesterday. What a great moment in Dodger yeah. history, right? So awesome. Remember hey, but- that tweet of Beckett, Punto, Adrian Gonzalez on that private charter with oh. the Mickey Mouse shirt on. They were so excited so to good. get out of Boston. And who wouldn't be? I'd be excited too. And that was that first sign where, you know, for this, um, you know, the new front office of things. Were that was my point. I, yeah. That's why I brought it up. That was my point. But doubling down on your comments about, because I get this all the time from, um, you see it online or you see friends of your friends that aren't Dodger fans. Well, World Series or bust, you know, this doesn't mean anything. Dodger fans, enjoy the hell out of this because this is every night it's a new thing. I see a new number every day, whether it's uh, um, like 50 games over 500 tonight or whether it's something I saw this morning about Gallo having the best OPS of any player traded at the uh, trade deadline. These are all things that matter. And it's, uh, I mean, just kind of my comment. It's just I enjoy every night hanging out back with my dog, throwing the ball around. Shout out to Easton. Um, it's a great time to be a fan, man. And just we can enjoy this. I want a World Series like nobody's business, but man, enjoy this. Have a good night. Yeah, no doubt. Are you going to judge this team by what they do in October? I I haven't asked the fans that. I've been saying that, but are you going to judge this team by what they do in October? No, I, I've been doing this now for. Uh, people forget those lean years of the McCourt era, and this is just. Or even before that, right, the, uh, the Fox era when we just were doing nothing. This is like a full decade now of just this kind of success. So, no, I'll, be, I'll, I'll take that two weeks of being bummed out if we don't win the World Series. But absolutely not. I won't judge them on a, World, on a postseason run this year. But let's do it. All right, Jody, I love it. Thank you for the phone call. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. We're going to take a timeout here on Dodger Talk. We have two lines open. We are going to take more of your phone calls, but first we're going to check in with Jose Moda, who is live in Miami after the Dodgers, thanks to a big night from Mookie Betts, beat the Marlins 10-6 in 10 innings right here on AM570 LA Sports. On air at AM570, online at am 570 lasportscom and 
Available by podcast on the iHeartRadio app. This is Dodger Talk with David Bassett. 1-0. There's a fly ball to left field. It's deep. It's on its way. And it is a home run. Bets down the line just a foot or two fair. And the Dodgers have evened the score on Betts' second home run of the night, his 29th of the year. 4-4. Miami Mookie with a big night against the Marlins to lead the Dodgers to a 10-6 win in 10 innings tonight as the Dodgers kick off the road trip with their 87th win of the season. This is David Vassay, Dodger Talk until 9.30 tonight right here on AM570 LA Sports. A couple of notes after the game. Dave Roberts said that he wanted to stay away from Caleb Ferguson and also Chris Martin. Chris Martin has been dealing with some arm soreness ever since he had that four-strikeout game in Milwaukee. Dave did not say that, but that's something I've observed since that four-strikeout game. Daniels Jewelers home run forecast would like to congratulate Jerry Lee from Santee, who receives a $50 Daniels Jewelers gift card for playing. For your chance to win a $50 gift card, go to am570lasports.com slash home run. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. We'll get back to your calls in a moment. We'll give you an update on Clayton Kershaw as well. But right now we want to head out live to South Beach. Jose Moda, where are you, Jose? The Clevelander, where are you at on South Beach right now? You said South Beach? Are you kidding me? I'm so comfortable right now in Kibis Cane. You wouldn't even think about it, buddy. <laughs> oh, so are you on a boat fishing? Is that what you're doing right now with Michael McDonald? A little night fishing here with the compadres. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Mookie Betts, Jose, uh, you watched Mike Trout on a daily basis since he came up through the big league in the big leagues. Uh, where does this rank as far as a superstar taking over a game? Uh, it's a superstar taking over a game, taking over a team. Um, doesn't take anything for granted. I mean, he, he's in, in terms of a package, obviously Mike Trout is pretty special, but you talk about Mookie Betts, who we know, and I saw him a lot in Boston, will tend to get in with your base running, stealing a base. With his arm, with his defense, I mean, in catch probability, there's so many plays that you think, uh, there's no way. And then there's Mookie Betts making a play like nothing. So, he is right at the top because he is a ultimate team player. He could be hitting for you to, um, let's say, three and four. But as a leadoff guy, he's got the slug in around 530. He's closing in on 100 runs, and there's no doubt he is one of the best players in the game for a reason. In the best team in baseball, he is the key clog. Jose, the one thing I've observed about watching Mookie now since 2020, he's a great player, but he's a very streaky hitter. And sometimes when he's treading water, he goes into these hot streaks. And maybe over the course of the last two or three games, we've seen a spark now into one of those super hot streaks that Mookie can have. Yes, you are absolutely right. Um, I'll take this streakiness anytime. <laughs> That's for sure. Because yeah. at the very end, what you're looking for is, how many games did he help me win? How many times did he come through in the clutch? Um, what did he do in a particular at-bat to help the guy behind him and the guy after that? So I'll, I'll look at the whole example in the whole package to see that this guy truly is a difference maker in so many ways for you. And 
you know, Dave, in this day and age when we see so many players sometimes like not having fun playing the game, this guy is playing the game and enjoying the game. And he has a great example for Major League Baseball, great example for the kids out there because also he is not the biggest guy on the field. But yeah. think about it. With all those giants, he's still one of the best. Jose, everybody is asking, how much can we enjoy this? And it feels like everybody's concerned with how well the Dodger offense has been doing since the end of June, that they are going to hit a cold streak. Do you feel that's the case, or do you feel like there's enough guys in this lineup that can pick up one another? Well, if you take the whole season, Dave, there's been some issues, obviously. Look at the month of June when there's so many issues with men in scoring position, getting a guy over. Um, you know, between now and the end of the season, they probably will hit a cold streak offensively. Obviously, the game kind of averages itself out over 162. But when you have guys that are unselfish, look at all the competitive at-bats today, competitive swings then you don't worry so much about that. Now, the game at some point is going to slow you down. It doesn't even have to be the best pitching staff, as we found out, you know, against the Pirates and a couple of games against the Nationals. But, uh, Dave, I, I wouldn't call it a concern. It's just a matter of how things play out. But at the very end, the best will flourish. And maybe you're not going to be winning games 10-3, to 3, but you're still going to find a way because of their pitching to go out there and know they have enough offense against anybody in any inning to go out there and win some ball games. Doesn't it feel like at this point the Dodgers are just bullies? They are bullying other teams with their talent. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, uh, when you are in a dugout and somebody's aiming for you because you are the best, trust me that you want to make sure that the statement is made, not through being cocky or arrogant, but by saying, hey, you know what, guys, uh, let's not take anything for granted because, Dave, I, I always say this and talking to a lot of players through the years about this, there's series in which for the opposing team, because you are the best team, yeah. that is their playoff team. I've talked to managers in, through the years to say, hey, how much does this series mean to you to evaluate some talent? They're like, we want to evaluate our talent, our young players, against the best and see how they react to a series. So there's a ton of value, and that's why you as a – best team on the field know that whatever you do keep it on don't take anything for granted i mean today tonight the dodgers didn't score for five innings we saw that happen in kansas city recently but before you know it man i mean they're made for bullpen games i'm telling you they're made for bullpen games because they don't care how hard you throw who you bring in they're going to make an adjustment somehow and the pedal's always down all full to the metal Jose Moda is joining us live from Miami after the Dodgers defeat the Marlins 10 to 6 in 10 innings. All right, Jose, this is the approach that I have to these games in in Miami. Okay. It, it's it's not do or die. It's more about managing not just the starting pitching but your bullpen. And I was wondering from your perspective, when you start to get into the ninth inning, the tenth inning, uh, even the eighth inning. Would you have liked to have seen guys like Craig Kimbrell or David Price go multiple innings so you don't have to use a guy like Bruce Star Gratterall? Would you have liked to seen Phil Bickford go one more so you don't have to use a guy like Alex Vessia? Uh, these guys, Kimbrell, Price, they're on, and Bickford, they're on the bubble for the playoff roster. They serve a purpose. Maybe extra, maybe taking the burden off some of these other guys that are certainties for the roster would you have liked to have seen that in a game like tonight see one thing that probably i 
I looked at pitch counts, obviously, because they matter, and that's what managers are basing things on, is, you know, a guy like Phillips, he won two-thirds, ten pitches. Uh, Big for 120. I'm I'm okay with for getting out because at some point, obviously, you're going to stop the bleeding, and, you know, obviously, he did not have a good outing. But uh, there's times in which a guy like Vesia obviously came in um, and threw six pitches only, and he wanted to stay away from him as much as possible. But uh, Kimbrell, I think, Dave, I agree with you, that he probably could have gone out there and give you you know, 20 or 25, and, and there's no reason not to think that because, as you know very well, in the playoffs in October, things are managed so differently. And when there's a guy on the mound that you have to bring in, say, in the sixth inning that gets out, you most likely are going to say maybe one more out, maybe two more out. So I think the preparation starts now. Obviously, you want to give guys enough leeway to have the rest, but also keep the balance of the rest and make sure they don't get a little rusty and keeping them sharp. So um, there's a lot of valid points in what you're saying. And, yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I am big on guys going multiple innings anyways because I think there's so much thought about tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. And that's why we're getting into a situation now where so many position players are, are pitching, which I, I would love to see stop. But um, I, I don't think that, you know, a guy that comes in and makes 14 pitches and looks fresh and looks sharp um, I think the mentality, obviously, in general, should change more to going and letting that guy go out there and give you more innings because he's going to end up saving an arm maybe for the next day. Makes sense, Jose. Just curious if you saw the same things I was seeing, especially with so much talk about October for the Dodgers at this point in time another, of the season. And another thing, too, Dave, is when you're managing a team with a 19-and-a-half game lead, trust me, there's a lot of things that you are doing differently. Say the Dodgers were – three games up or maybe a game right. up or, or a game behind, things will be so much different. <laughs> no doubt, and no doubt. That's and that's why the, I was wondering, why not just let Kimbrell go one more inning? They've done it before where they couldn't use him the next day. Why not let David Price go one more inning? Even if they lose the game, you're basically winning the day by saving your, your guys like Bruce Star Gratterall. Truly doable. And both of those guys will take the baseball and say, let me go out there again. I'm going to get it done, especially the way that Kimbrough looked today. And, and for a guy like David Price, I mean, he still has a mentality of going and, you know, giving multiple innings as a starting pitcher. He wants to go out there and stay in the game. Why not? No doubt. Jose, have a great night. Thank you for staying up late with us on the East Coast. And save some Presidente for me. That's, I wish we had that in L.A. <laughs> Come on now, Dave. Hey, welcome back. And I'm so glad you're doing well, my buddy. Thank you, Jose. You sounded great with Charlie tonight, and we'll look forward to hearing you again tomorrow night on the call. Have a great night, mi amigo. There he goes, Jose Moda, live in Miami after the Dodgers defeat the Marlins 10-6 in 10 innings. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Let's go down south, San Diego. Ken, you're on Dodger Talk. Hi, Ken. Hey, David. Good to hear from you. I, I really love uh, to listen to you, and especially with the banner back and forth during the daytime shows. But um, I have a question. I actually have a concern about um, Trey Turner. Um, he has to be signed by the Dodgers. If he doesn't, they would have lost um, um, Seager and Turner. It would have been a failure by the Dodgers not to re-sign Turner. He, they have to re-sign him somehow. 
All right, Ken. I know he's a fan favorite, but uh, once we get into the winter, sometimes the business of baseball takes over. Uh, I would say it's a victory for the Dodgers because how many teams have been able to pull off a trade the way the Dodgers did last year to get insurance policy in the form of an all-star like Trey Turner just in case Corey Seager walked, which is what exactly happened. So I wouldn't say it's a failure. I think it's uh, something both sides want to happen. I would say the Dodgers want Trey Turner back, but there are other teams, from what I understand, that are going to be very aggressive in their pursuit for Trey Turner, including the Philadelphia Phillies and the New York Yankees. 866-987-2570. Want to wish congratulations to two young men in the Dodger farm system. Diego Cartaya and Gavin Stone were named player and pitcher of the year of the Dodgers minor league organization. Gavin Stone is not Bobby Miller. He's not Ryan Pepio. He's not Landon Knack. But Gavin Stone has had the best season of any minor league pitcher. And congratulations to him and a man-child in Diego Cartaya, who has been talked about ever since the Dodgers signed him at 16 years old. He played in the Futures game during All-Star Weekend. He is a man-child at the plate. So congratulations to Diego Cartaya and Gavin Stone. And speaking of some of the young, rich, deep farm system players the Dodgers have, tonight James Outman in Oklahoma City hit a walk-off three-run home run to give the OKC Dodgers the win. So congratulations to James Outman as well. Let's go out to Sambino in Los Angeles. You're on Dodger Talk with David Vasse. Hi, Sambino. Hey, Ben. Uh, I'm glad to ben. see that you're, you know. Who's Ben? Oh, ben Maller's not on tonight. No, no, no. So sorry. I got the 570 number saved as Ben Maller on my phone. I was just looking <laughs> at it. Uh, I'm Dave, sure he'll love that. I'm so glad that you're healthy after the uh, slide incident. I just want to make sure, though, that you didn't hit your head, too, because I, I tuned in and I thought I heard you saying for a moment that you were kind of, you know, more towards, uh, you know, if we're great during the regular season and it doesn't pan out in the playoffs and in the World Series that it's all right. Um, I didn't say that. That was a caller. That was caller Jody. That was not me. See, you have my name wrong on your phone and you don't even recognize my voice, Sambino. Well, then I'm going to disagree with that caller because if it's up to me, I'm going to take the San Francisco Giants, uh, you know. And- All right. See you later, Sambino. I should have known. Ben Maller caller. Very, very uh, late-night ghouls out there listening to Ben Maller. A man that uh, that knows his stuff is Clayton Kershaw. He's not a late-night guy. I did want to share the stories that Rick Monday had about Dodgertown and Vero Beach. We'll have to do that tomorrow because I want to give it the due time that it deserves. But before we say goodnight, I want to give a Clayton Kershaw update. Tomorrow afternoon at Marlins Park, Kershaw is going to pitch a simulated game, four innings for Clayton Kershaw scheduled tomorrow. And Dave Roberts said before today's game, either Kershaw will pitch in New York against the Mets or a week from tonight at Dodger Stadium against the Padres. I'll put it to you this way. Me and Clayton Kershaw will make our return to Dodger Stadium the same night. He'll be pitching next Friday, and I'll be hosting Dodger Talk from Dodger Stadium next Friday night. So I'll leave it at that. Coming up tomorrow, game two of this four-game series between the Dodgers and Marlins will be a fantastic pitching matchup. 
Dustin May making his second start of the season, going up against Sandy Alcantara, who is 11-6 with an ERA of 219. Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck begins at 2 o'clock. First pitch at 310 between Dustin May and Sandy Alcantara. Thanks to Colin Yee back at our Burbank studios. Thanks to Dwayne McDonald in Miami. And thanks to you for listening. In case you missed any of the show, you can podcast it on the iHeartRadio app. And don't go anywhere because we have more live and local programming right around the corner for you. Big time preseason football talk. Isaac Lohenkron is standing by with Charger Talk. So Dirk and Isabel stay on the line to talk Chargers with Isaac. They had a preseason game tonight in New Orleans. Isaac is right around the corner. Once again, the final score tonight in Miami. The Dodgers in 10 innings defeat the Marlins 10-6. Have a great night. Chargers are next. See ya. We love you.